Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Monday morning on the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show and a couple of different voices this morning. Uh, Dave Berry and Dyson off on their holiday. It's Bush and Richie looking after things today. It certainly is. What a time to be alive. We've got Glenn over there as well. You all right, Glenn? Do I need to put on a different voice as well? Yeah, just spice it up a little bit. Give it a go. Uh, give, give it a, a low husky Scottish. <laughs> Uh, it's lovely to be here. <laughs> Undercurrent of Russian there, Glenn, obviously. Uh, so listen, well, we kind of got Richie and I in slightly, would you say not 100% shape or form today? This is hard coming into these hours, having come off the back of a week-long tour, driving up and around the country, tasting different fish and chips. It would be hard coming onto these hours, even if we hadn't been doing that. But having yeah. spent having spent a week on the uh, on the motorways of the UK in a purple pickup truck, eating a lot of battered food, uh, it's it's quite an adjustment, this. I feel like I've been on a one-week-long stag do to Magaluf. That's how I feel, <laughs> genuinely. It's just eating that food every single day. It's a little bit like that Super Size Me uh, film. Because we had, I think we had overall six sets of fish and chips in five days, didn't we? Yes. Which is hardcore. Um, but the weird thing is, I was wondering over the weekend, what's the lasting effect of having done that? Uh, and I was pushing my little girl around over the weekend, this little six-month-old, go for little walks in the buggy to get her off to sleep. And I walked past my local fish and chip shop, the ideal fish bar in Leon Sea, which we always go to and it's lovely. And I saw, just as I walked past, a glimpse through the window, because I normally stare through and kind of salivate, uh, the woman who works in there was just lifting a battered cod into uh, the little box that you can take him away in. And I just thought to myself, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> don't know if I, I like battered cod anymore. And I think the chip shop tour may have ruined battered cod for me forever. Saturday lunchtime was the first lunchtime in a week that I didn't eat fish and chips. Weird, isn't it? I think I could have done. Really? I don't think I've gone as... <laughs> oh I don't God. think I've gone as far as you just yet. I think I did I'm have done. for heaters on Saturday, not for lunchtime, but... But it's a change-up, I like it's that. It's a change-up. But I do wonder, uh, if people listening right now, is there something for a certain reason that you can't eat anymore? Maybe, maybe battered fish for me is done and dusted because of this, and that's me just laying my life on the line for the art of working here on this radio station. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie, your supply teachers this week. It's the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. And after the fish and chip shop tour that we did on Home Time last week uh, has kind of ruined my love affair with battered cods and fish in general. What can't you eat anymore? I'm, I, I could eat. I could eat fish and chips. This I could eat it right now, to be quite frank. I wonder whether I should, over the weekend, four o'clock in the morning, I suddenly had a really, really, really bad cramp come on in my leg. Oh, I think really? cramp is nature's worst trick. What is the Awful. point of getting cramp? It's a terrible thing. It always hits you at night as well, yes. doesn't it? And when you see it happen in a football match, even like a member of the opposition will help the poor the poor player whose whose leg has got cramped because it's such a bad thing to get. Well, I think they know just how painful it is. In the reality, in the middle of the night, four o'clock in the morning, there's no one there to help you with cramp. Are you saying <laughs> that cramp might in some way be related to... Well, I changed my diet for a whole week just eating fish and chips every day. I really enjoyed it, but I think it brings on leg cramps. There's no science to this. <laughs> there's no science Unless to it. it's the cramp telling you, just to let you know you didn't have fish and chips today. <laughs> yeah. It could be that as well. Well, it's like, come I, on. I'd like to think it was. Cold turkey. Yeah. It's kind of cold turkey. Look, if there's something you can't eat anymore, tell us about it. Georgie says, I can't eat the sweet Skittles anymore. It was my pregnancy craving and I ate so many that now the thought of them makes me feel a bit sick. That's a shame. That is a shame. To lose the rainbow because of a birth. The end of the rainbow, gone. Absolute Radio.
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. It's us for a week while Dave has his holidays. Asking you this question, is there something you can't eat anymore for a certain reason? Has something happened? Kirby has just tweeted us, uh, at Absolute Radio, if you want to get in touch on Twitter this morning. Uh, he says, guys, carrots have got no place on anybody's plane. Absolutely vile things. Whoa, 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 hold your horses. This is this is not a time to be laying in on carrots or whatever. It, this, that's not what we're after, Kirby, mate. I appreciate you getting in touch. <laughs> but you, you've clearly never liked carrots. We're after stuff where people have liked them and for whatever reason can't have them anymore. They were like sometimes if you have too many eggs in the space of a short period of time in a week. Can't do that, no. Get, get the fear. I think it's no, actually no. the fear. No, do you no, mean no, chocolate no. eggs or do you mean like Cohan Luke? Proper, proper... Normal eggs. Normal eggs. I think I, I don't think there would be any limit on chocolate eggs. No, I consume a lot of egg. Real, <laughs> as in chocolate egg or real egg? Well, both, depending on the time of year, to be quite frank. Three of us in here, we've both clarified about eggs between two of us. <laughs> Interesting. Glad we all know now. Uh, Bush, Richie, nice to hear you spent ten days in Beijing on a business trip a few years ago uh, and to eat Chinese morning, noon and night. It took a year before I could eat it again. Christina in Orpington. A year? A year. Is that now, what I'm looking at? This is this is the question. Oh. It was just a week for us of fish and chips last week on Home Time. Mm-hmm. When do you speculate you will be ready for fish and chips again? Uh, maybe this is it. Maybe I am done with I, what a huge statement to make at 6.27 <laughs> in the morning, but I am actually done maybe with battered cod. That's me done. Finished. Bad news for your local chippy. It is, isn't it? But it means, it opens the door of opportunity and I would, I would welcome any other suggestions on this maybe it's time to you know we've done a week's worth of study on this maybe it's time to step outside the normal bracket of fish and chips maybe pie and chips it is i, I caused controversy in canvey island on you friday did. by having a chicken and mushroom pie with my chips you were horrified weren't you richie pie and chips could be the 2020 tour exactly there you go book it in now Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Don't be alarmed. It's Bush and Richie looking after the breakfast show today. Turns out that uh, Dave Berry, Matt Dyson, and indeed Emma have got holiday allowance that uh, they need to burn up. Uh, just uh, Glenn oh, left Glenn. with... Uh, uh, the old yeah, it's work. fine, yeah, yeah. You on, you're not on the WhatsApp chat group with them then, or what's going on, Glenn? No, 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 they've all just gone completely quiet, they're off doing their own thing, oh. I'm at work. Poor Glenn, it's, I feel like you're reading the paper about like a, a teenager who's been left on his own while his unruly <laughs> parents go on holiday or whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah, probably shouldn't have even have come in today. Is it latch, what's, what do they call it where people leave the door on the latch? Latch, latchkey kids. Latchkey, he's a latchkey newsreader. <laughs> uh, asking you this morning, what can't you eat anymore for whatever reason? As you will have heard on Home Time, Richie and I just back off our chip shop tour 2019. Let's see what happens 2020. But for the byproduct for me is that I don't think I can eat bad cod anymore. Is there something that you're off for some reason? A uh, guy says, I used to love paella until I got one as a takeaway from a local cafe. It was full of bits of shell and they poured curry sauce over it. Can't think of paella now without feeling queasy. That is a disgusting thought. There's no no place for curry sauce in paella, surely. Dave in Telford says, uh, Bush and Richie, I haven't eaten a Krispy Kreme donut since I did the Double Dozen Challenge. Wait that up, was, wait that was up. two and a half years ago. That's what? Double Dozen Krispy... Double Dozen, that's 24. Yeah, I'm no mathematician, but I think that's in the region of 24. That's madness, isn't it? What's the challenge? I'm going to have to Google that. Well, he's, <laughs> he's clearly got to bang them all in one sitting, is that right? Yeah. 
Is that message from beyond the grave? How on earth do you survive <laughs> oh, that? Off. I'm going to come back to you on that one. Aldridge says my comfort eating staple was southern fried chicken while suffering from glandular fever a few years ago. Uh, my condition distorted the taste so much it was five years before I could face the colonel again. Uh, and finally, Chris says mushrooms got food poisoning once and saw some button mushrooms come back up. Can't even have them on my plate. Have a brilliant breakfast. <laughs> this is Absolute Radio on a Monday. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Dave Barrow on his holidays which means you've got me and Richie for this week and we're looking after Glenn a little bit like how someone might look after a cat if the so owners much. are away that kind of thing. And we're worried that we won't be able to touch fish and chips after our tour last week asking you about the foods that you can't touch anymore and Dave gets in touch uh, talking about the fact that he can't touch Krispy Kreme donuts after doing the double dozen challenge it's piqued our mm. interest Dave is on the line right now. Can you explain what is the Double Dozen Krispy Kreme Challenge? Okay, so uh, while working in um, a supermarket, yep. I used to work in, um, on break times, we used to buy, you'd get 12 original glaze yep. and 12 flavoured donuts. Right. Okay. Um, and then the challenge was basically, as Bush said, you would try and eat 24 donuts. Um, the challenge was kind of You'd, you'd mix them up as whether you'd go all flavoured first or all the original glazed first. It's worth thinking about tactically, isn't it? But the challenge, surely, Dave, has to have some kind of parameter. What what, what did you have to do it in? Uh, it was basically a half-hour break. Oh, oh my word. <laughs> and, and is this your own... This is something you lot have made up to entertain yourselves. This is now to do with Krispy Kremes. Yeah, pretty pretty much. It was just uh, a bit of fun at work. So you don't even get a T-shirt at the end of it, like, or, or a free steak or something like What's that? What's the point? Did you ever finally do it? I did it. Um, there was only about, I think there was two of us that actually managed to do it in, well, I'd say about a half an hour break. It might have taken slightly longer. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. It's Bush and Richie this week. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, we knew straight off the bat it was going to be hard this first Monday morning. It's difficult anyway getting going at this time of the morning. Uh, and we thought uh, this morning, early doors, it'd be good to get a little game on first thing, just to spark your creative juices, get the brains warmed up and everything. And do you know what? I think I might just have just the thing. <laughs> just the thing for everyone. You're going to love this. Uh, my dad, Nigel, talking about, about him a fair bit on the show. Uh, he's a keen angler down in Devon. And over the weekend, Nigel, my dad, caught the fish of his life <laughs> biggest fish he's ever caught he's been he's been fishing in that since i was a little kid so this is donkey's years of fishing for him biggest fish he's ever caught uh very excitedly took a photo of it which he's then sent to like me and my brother and emailed it and all this kind of stuff as well he's the talk of the family whatsapp mm. group uh the fish was so heavy that it broke his fishing rod he had to literally drag it by the line into the landing net. He's, he fishes on rivers and that, so they put it back again, which I've never really understood. Then again, I'm off bad cod now, so I can kind of see where he's going with it. <laughs> but it's a brilliant photo of the fish nestling there in, in his, la- his little net or whatever. Uh, so just as a Monday morning competition, for one morning only, see if you can work out how heavy that fish is just by the power of your eyes. So you know the weight? Uh, the weight is in the email that my mum has just sent. I mean, it, it barely actually fits in the net. It's huge, isn't it? It's absolutely massive. Now, if you'd woken up the morning thinking I don't know how I'm going to get through Monday do us a favour go with us on this have a go at that little competition I guarantee you'll feel a little bit more awake Absolute Radio The Home 
Sometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Just a little bit more fish talking. Been a lot of fish in the first hour. It's weird, isn't it, considering I'm off fish for yeah. some particular reason. Uh, Monday morning warm-up game. My dad, Nigel, has caught the fish of his life over the weekend. Brilliant photo of it. Have a look on our Facebook page. He's so excited about this fish. Uh, it broke his rod when he's trying to land it. Question is for you lot this morning, whether you like it or not, can you work out how heavy the fish is just by looking at it? Is it magic? A lot of people are suggesting in pounds. I, I wouldn't know what a pound is in weight. I can only do kilos. Really? That's yeah, yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. Babies are in pounds and that, though, aren't they? Well, how, how heavy was your son Rocco when he was born? Seven pounds. Okay. Seven pounds, seven. Use that as your point of reference. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah now we're talking. OK. Um, oh, fish can't be having another baby. Might be. I doubt it. Might be. I'm going to go seven pounds. No. Heavier than that. Heavier than a baby? Glenn, have you had a look at the picture? Yeah, nine pounds. No, heavier than that. Oh. Heavier than a baby. Oh, I hope I got the, the measuring system. <laughs> <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. I think I invented something yesterday. See if you think there's any mileage in this. Adult supermarket shopping trolleys. An adult, what, an adult size trolley or...? Let me explain, let me okay. explain. So, uh, standard supermarket trip yesterday and my um, little one-year-old son, Rocco, is uh, in the supermarket trolley and as ever, I got the giggles as to how he sits there because he won't sit there conventionally and look back at you as you're pushing the trolley. Yeah. He will sit there... Like side on, as if he's reversing a car out of a car park. <laughs> oh, he's because he likes to see where he's going. So he'll sit side on with his arm back like that, and just every every supermarket trip, it, it looks like he's reversing the trolley. See, I you put this on Instagram. I did. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. He, um, yeah, he's got his elbow. Then when you put your elbow on the, on the seat behind, just to have a look. He's reversing a bit like this. That might be him. There That's he is, him. there That's he goes. him in the supermarket. Just reversing the uh, little uh, trolley there, but We've just tweeted it from the Absolute Radio Twitter, so you can, uh, you can check it out. But it, it then made me think, why should the babies, why should the children have all the fun in the supermarket trolley? You've got two sizes of trolleys these days. You've mm-hmm. got your conventional big one, and then in the last 10, 15 years, your shopper trolley, which is kind of like a quarter, a third of the size. Agreed? A bit higher up, the little thinner That's one. That's the one. Yeah. How about we use the space of the big old-fashioned shopping trolley uh-huh. but with only the available shopping capacity of the shopper's trolley and leave the space that is left for an adult to sit in like <laughs> a child does. I think I would be a bit more engaged in a supermarket shopping trip if there was space for me in a trolley rather than just having to walk around. So what you're saying is, like, an adult then can sit there like a child and then, I don't know, maybe there's, like, a, a USB or something that can plug a laptop in, just get on with some work. That's a great idea. It's not bad. Charge it as it goes around. Uh, obviously, one of you, if you went there with your partner, you'd have to decide on the way into the car park who's going to be the one that'll be sat there <laughs> on that given day, I guess. <laughs> well, that is true, yeah. But there's definitely something in that. I think, I think there's, there's something in it. I used to love being able to sit sit down when I was like I remember there's a kid even it was started off getting in the trolley yeah that was brilliant and then that was a bit dangerous so then you can sit in the little seat you'd have to have steps I guess actually to get up into it I'm there's just... definitely something in it though <laughs> I would pay you know like it was a quid to, to, to get the trolley yeah, out yeah, yeah. I would pay a bit of a premium maybe like let's call it like £4.50 just to get one which you can actually sit in and just kind of I don't know just hang out in there Absolute Radio
They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Dave Barry on his holidays. So uh, Richie and I are looking after you lot this week. I like being left with two kind of fun knockabout uncles who might drink a little bit. Uh, putting together the idea of an adult supermarket shopping trolley. This is after this uh, video that we've shared on the Absolute Radio Twitter this morning of my son Rocco. Uh, when he's in the uh, supermarket trolley, it does look like he's reversing it uh, around a supermarket. You'll, you'll good understand. Good action. Very good action. Uh, Gary, uh, not Gary, Glenn suggesting on Twitter that uh, having watched the video, maybe he's worked in transport in a former life. Maybe he's been here before, but sort of worked as some kind of forklift trolley driver, oh. I'm not sure. It always freaks me out those stories of, like, in a previous life. <laughs> You've been here, but that's why he's so at home in the trolley. No the one will look, I'm sure no one's going to remember this, but there was a, a BBC documentary about uh, a Scottish little Scottish lad who reckons that he was an old man back on a Scottish island called Barra. Brilliant. And he kept going about his Barra daddy. <laughs> Gotta go and find me Barra daddy. <laughs> Scared the life out of me. Uh, Glenn, any thoughts on this double seater thing? For I tr- think it's definitely got legs. I mean, you suggested earlier that you pay a pre- premium price for it instead of a £1 in a shopping trolley, you yeah. pay £4.50. But would yeah. you have five individual slots for your pound coins in the 50p or how would, how on earth would you actually That's put in very, four pound 50 it's an awkward amount if it's like it a fiver you can fold up the fiver and put that in the trolley I, I, don't, I don't think that the pricing policy has been 100% firmed up yet no, we've no, got no, a couple no, of yeah. I don't want to sound like Dragon's Den but we've got, we're speaking to a couple of the big supermarkets <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I suggest because it's so premium and it would be adult use I reckon you could go with contactless to unlock it that would be so good yeah that's a good idea yeah. from a dock link it up with Oyster yeah. uh, Free Love says uh, Bush and Richie remember the double seater trolleys I'm thinking hot date at the supermarket. Wow. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Things I never thought I would Google. How much is a shopping trolley? Uh, I'll come to the price point in a second, all uh-huh. right? Uh, but we're trying to uh, workshop together the idea this morning of an adult shopping trolley, one that's uh, acceptable for all of us to uh, sit and have the, the joy of being uh, ridden around a supermarket. Imagine pushing your other half around the supermarket whilst your other half maybe is on her laptop or something like that, getting Be- on with Incredible. It'd be great, wouldn't it? It'd be really, really good. Uh, How much do you think a shopping trolley is? Because I was looking at, yeah, if we were to buy one to to work up a prototype. Uh, I'm going to go £70. I'm going to go with £1 because you just pay the deposit and don't bring it back. (laughs) Then that's not the right way of approaching this. They've got the crazy magical magnets that stop it from getting out of the boundary. That's true. They've got magnets on there. Uh, well, look, you're going to find out the, pro- uh, the cost of a shopping trolley before you find out the, uh, the weight of Nigel's fish, uh, because it's actually <laughs> oh, one, yeah. it's one, £124. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I know. We're not going to be uh, using the show budget to uh, buy that and work one out, I'll tell you that much. Do you know, producer Brian uh, here at Absolute Radio, his uh, mum, when he was a little kid, used to tell him that, you know when you see an abandoned shopping trolley, she used to tell him that that was kids who'd been out past their bedtime. <laughs> They turn into trolleys. That's amazing. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Uh, Bush, Richie, when I, I was a like kid, that. I always want to go in a uh, shopping trolley, but mum and dad, being sensible, wouldn't let me. So one time, in Seven Oaks, I decided to try and climb in when they weren't looking. I fell headfirst into the trolley, cutting open my eye. Oh. Blood all over the aisle. Mum was concerned and wanted to take me to hospital. Dad, on the other hand, got the staff to get some tissue, carried on shopping, and said that'll teach him. Still have the scar above my eye today, says Rick. Important life lesson. And Dan in Surrey says, Bush and Richie, in regards to adult shopping trolleys where my dad lives in the United States there's a supermarket that offers you a pint whilst you're walking around the aisles with your trolley perfect 
Primetime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. It's the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show with Bush and Ritchie. We are your supply teachers this week. Dave Berry on his holidays. Little video that's gone up on the Absolute Radio Twitter page of a one-year-old baby reversing a shopping trolley around a supermarket. Well, that's what it looks like. That's what my son Rocco does. He likes to sit sideways, so it looks like he's going backwards. It really does look like he's reversing. Good for him, though, enjoying shopping, because some kids kick off. Yeah. Even grown-ups don't want to do shopping, but it's the way that the trolley could make shopping fun again. And it is that fun that's made us decide that we want to explore the uh, the market for uh, the potential for an adult shopping trolley. Uh, there appears to be interest. Uh, we've got Sophie on the phone. Sophie, tell us about your dream in this kind of field. <laughs> OK, so about ten years ago, I met with my partner... Oh, no, I met him before that, but about ten years ago, he, he promised me um, that he would make me a adult size pram because my dream is to be pushed around whilst being really warm and cosy and cosy, just in the general public. Do you know what? Um, it's interesting, Sophie, because I look at my six-month-old daughter when I'm pushing her around, and she's got this kind of cosy foot muff thing. She's, like, tucked up with a blanket. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, kids don't realise how lucky they are. <laughs> how lucky exactly. they've got it. I've got, I've got a seven-month-year-old son, and everywhere we go, when he's tucked in his blanket, everybody comments and says the same. So it's a, it's a shared dream, I think. It is a shared dream. And, you know, if, you know, what Richie was talking about in terms of having a, a trolley where you can push someone else an adult round, if that's OK, then the next logic... Step on is a exactly why not a pram? Would it have been when you discovered that your 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 other half shared this dream and vision? Was that the moment you thought this is the guy for me? <laughs> well, well, he's an engineer and he has got the skills, so I obviously spotted that a mile off and thought, right, it's I can weird, make this happen, isn't it? A girl getting involved in it, absolutely fine. If a fella starts to suggest this idea, you're thinking man in a nappy. We've seen the stuff that you and I have had already this morning. There's been people uh, suggesting we're on all sorts of things all this morning. Sorts. Now Sophie talks about it, it seems normal. Well, listen, what's the name of your fella, the engineer, Sophie? Carl. Tell Carl to pull his finger out. It's been ten years. Let's get it, mate. Hometime podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. The Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. It's Bush and Ritchie this week. We've borrowed the keys to Dave's car. Yeah. We're giving it back in a week's time. All mangled up. <laughs> So, look, like I say, 10 to 8, it's Monday. Uh, this is a big week on a personal level for me because uh, the week of gigs at the Royal Albert Hall begin this week for the amazing Teenage Cancer Trust. Uh, it's an amazing week of gigs. Uh, tickets still available. You can get them online now, raising money for a brilliant cause. But there's a load of like, a real diverse set of acts over the course of the week, like fundamental, rudimental, not fundamental. <laughs> the Levelers, Doves, Take That. There's a comedy night with Kevin Bridges, etc. And I'm going to be hosting quite a few of them as well. Mm. So interesting stuff this week. However, I'm a little bit scared because obviously the Royal Albert Hall has a 5,000-person capacity, which is terrifying in itself. But I'm still haunted by an accident that I had on stage when I was at school. And whenever I do any stage stuff, this thing always bubbles into my mind. You have to share the accident. Well, I, we were doing a school production of Hansel and Gretel, mm -hmm. uh, and I was the bluebird in it. This is this was kind of like primary school, so I had kind of um, <laughs> stocking, neck, like you know, like tights on, as you do yeah. the old school kind of uh, making someone an outfit for the stage. I had uh, cardboard wings and kind of a peaked, the old-fashioned peaked cap kind of thing with the bird's eyes on the side. 
outside, ran out for my bit to come on stage and slipped because it was kind of heavily polished wooden floor on the stage, slipped over and broke one of my wings. Oh, really? Everybody in the... Because the oldest did the, the older kids in the school were sitting down on the floor watching us and I'm regressing and sweating even thinking about it now. They all just started laughing really, really bad and it stayed with me to this day. And any time I step out on the stage in any capacity, I always think, my God, don't fall over. Don't so, fall over. It'll be like Hansel and Gretel all over again. So you stood there in the wings tomorrow night... Right don't say Albert wings, Hall. don't say wings. <laughs> and the broken wings. Oh, God. And the bluebird flashes in front of you. It does, though. Genuinely, whenever I go anywhere near a stage, it's the first thing that pops into my head. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, Glenn, you do comedy on stage. Mm. Have you ever had a nightmare where something's awful's happened, like the mic's not worked, you've fallen off the back of the stage, something like that? Yeah, in fact, there was a, about a month ago, I, I had three gigs in London, just one after the other in three different locations, and at each one, the microphone didn't work. And by the time I got to the third, I was like, I know this is going to happen. And I had cursed hands. I don't know what happened. All the other acts had absolutely no problem Fine. at all. Yeah. But as soon as it came to me, it was sort of like, get German. And someone's already done that comedy act from the 80s. It's been done. But this is the thing. I think once you have a nightmare on stage, it stays with you forever. I remember my friend David Lear coming up onto stage when we were at school uh, to accept his badge as being a prefect. They were handing out all the prefect badges and he fell over on the stairs on the way up and he never lived it down. The fact that you remember this and are announcing it it on national radio means that there's no chance that he's ever going to live it down. He's just had a second wind of that particular (laughs) level of stick going on. I really want to help you here. How? But every time I've stepped on tri- uh, on stage, I'd have to say it's been a triumph. Has it been all right? Oh, that's yeah. good to know, Richie. <laughs> Thanks ever so much. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie looking after the breakfast show this week. The only member of the normal team still here is Glenn Moore. We're holding him against his will. <laughs> Please let he's me go. Got the, uh, he's got the news to support in a minute. <laughs> Give us 800 quid and Glenn can walk. <laughs> uh, so it's the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs this week at the Royal Albert Hall. They're going to be amazing. I'm hosting quite a few of them. Uh, worried though, still haunted by the fact that I fell over in a school play when I was a kid and the entire room laughed at me and I'm just worried whether I'm going to have some kind of repeat of that during the course of the week. If you've ever had a nightmare, whether it's on stage or in front of other people or you've been doing a talk and something's gone wrong, oh my God, I'll never forget this one. We were working at BT, we used to sell stuff on the phones and some bloke came in to do a like a health and safety talk with us and he had a flip chart Yeah. and there was a team of like I don't know, eight or nine of us sat around in like a semicircle and one of his mates had obviously got a hold of this flip chart ahead of time. It was blank, apart from four pages in. Someone had drawn something you might find on the wall of a toilet in a service station. And the poor guy absolutely lost the plot. <laughs> Couldn't get it back together again. He was mortified. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie looking after things this week. Uh, Dave and Matt off on holiday. I don't know their plans. Are they holidaying together, Glenn? Do we know? Doing? Static caravan somewhere? That'd or? be nice, wouldn't it? Um, I think Dave's in France and I think Matt's in not France. <laughs> <laughs> That's Glenn. as close as we got so far. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, Glenn. We did obviously start the show wondering why they've left Glenn on his own. and uh, he's, I think he's it's, in the dark. It's, it's awkward to keep speculating, it is. so we, we should move on. Yeah. We shouldn't have said that, Glenn. We apologise. Uh, we're talking about having stage nightmares this morning on the show. Um, I'm hosting a load of the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs this week at the Royal Albert Hall. 5,000 capacity at the Albert Hall. Hopefully I won't have an accident like I did when I was at school and I fell over in Hansel and Gretel and broke my wing. Uh, so has anything like that ever happened to you? Paul Harris has 
as I dropped the Star of Bethlehem on Joseph's head during the school nativity. I was seven. The bamboo pole supporting star which I was holding snapped, as did my soul when the manger took a tumble. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. No. That's not good. He tipped over baby Jesus. Uh, sticking with that theme, 8 12, 15 on the text, I remember playing one of the three kings in a Christmas play at primary school. I wanted to pass wind. <laughs> Unfortunately, (laughs) but thankfully I had a long cape on, the text says. There you go. That's good news. (laughs) That's a good truncated version of that. We've got Emma on the line. Emma, where are you calling from right now? Uh, I'm currently sat in the lay-by on the A3. Fantastic. What romantic location to be speaking to us from. (laughs) Uh, Tell us what happened to you in a school play. Um, I was in a musical. Uh, The last scene, we were all supposed to die. um, And as me and another boy went down, we managed to hit heads and we were just left there for the rest of the performance. Everyone else singing this lovely, uplifting song and we were just more or less unconscious on the floor on the stage. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow, it's like the the last bit of a, like the tail end of a WWE fight when both wrestlers are on the floor. Soon's going to get up. But you also probably got a conflicted drama teacher there because I always found that the drama teachers, they'd be really, really, really invested in this school production, um, which they want to go really well because they've poured their life into it. But then the teacher side of them thinking, I'm sure those two kids have clashed heads (laughs) and maybe I should rush and help. Just leave them, they'll be fine. <laughs> What's the name of that yeah, kid? They... Do, you, do you think about him from time to time, the lad you headbutted? Gordon, um, no, not really, but I'm sure he's doing fine. Hi, Gordon, if you're listening. <laughs> it's all going to be OK. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. If you're not normally with us at home time, which is our more traditional time of the day... It's uh, our natural habitat. It is indeed, yeah. We're trying hard this morning. Uh, But last week, we were actually on the road for a week, taking ourselves away from our family and friends and put ourselves in a purple pickup truck and drove the length and breadth of the UK to try and find the greatest fish and chip shop possible. Uh, So we started in Edinburgh, Mm -hmm. and then we went down to kind of Sunderland, seeing Taiwan, where Pete Donaldson's dad's from, which his dad was born in that, that little town. Uh, then we went to Blackpool, then we went to Nottingham, and then we ended up in Canvey Island. Uh, what a culmination of the week that was. It turns out that the greatest fish and chip shop is actually Seniors in Blackpool yep. that we visited on Wednesday and had a fantastic time there. Congratulations to Alistair and the team. But, I mean, they were all brilliant, weren't they, really? To be yeah. It's very difficult to pick a winner, but there's something about Seniors. It was more like a lesser chip shop, more a community hub. Yeah. And its Nana rating was through the roof. So many nanas there. It was like a nana expo. I think if we did the chip shop tour again, which I think we both love to, we maybe love to. rest at a year though. Yeah. Um, nana rating should be a should have been part of the chip index. Should have been in the chip the index. The amount of nanas you find in there is an indication of whether it's a good chippy or not. Uh, volume of room times number of blue rinses <laughs> gives you some form of formula. Uh, two of the unexpected things to come out of it. One, uh, Bush won't eat fish and chips again for the moment. I'm off bad cod. I'm off bad cod. I don't know what I'm going to do. It might have to be a pie. Uh, and the second unexpected thing, go around and drive a purple pickup truck for a week and then try and get in your Volkswagen Polo at the weekend. It was as if I'd just passed my test again. Isn't it weird? Because <laughs> the, the, the basic Based on the name that you guys came up with, Chippy Chippy Bang Bang. Yeah. The Dukes of Haddock. That was us. Uh, that was us. And it was like a, it was like an old boat, wasn't it? <laughs> it driving really that was, thing around. Yeah. Uh, but it was amazing to get back into your normal car and, you know, remember how to drive again. Well, no offence. Nah, yeah, yeah. Try and drive. <laughs> <laughs> the awful driving at the weekend.
Uh, but if you go on Facebook right now, if you want a little recap, there's a load of videos on there. We slowly went mad over the course of the week in the car. Uh, and we had GoPros on and everything as well. Yeah. So have a little look now. It's all on our Facebook page. Uh, and yeah, congratulations to seniors, the best chippy in the UK in Blackpool. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Uh, so my dad Nigel caught the biggest fish of his life over the weekend. Very excited about it. Uh, sent a photo to the entire family WhatsApp group offering you this once-in-a-lifetime game to get you going on a Monday morning. Uh, if you look on our Facebook page, the photo my dad took of this massive fish is there. Can you guess how heavy it was just by looking at it? Uh, you gave me a guide price earlier on that it was heavier than a baby. Yes. Uh, and being that uh, my most recent child was uh, seven pounds, seven ounces. You're still, you're, you're absolutely certain that that's the case? Uh, I'm going to say it's at least double Rocco. Is it really? At least double Rocco. You're getting close now, wow. Facebook now, have a go, you know you want it. Absolute radio. They asked for a podcast, we told them to do it themselves, and here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Another day with the Accumulator, we'll give you the featured artist just after nine, then you can win with Pete Donaldson on Hometime after four. £7,000 today. Normally we do it on home time. That's yeah. our normal show. And then the week we're off, biggest has ever been £7,000. That's not fair. It's not, I don't think that's fair. Let's I, roll it over for a whole week. Yes, just take half off Pete. <laughs> don't want to get too far ahead of himself. It's 8.37. Uh, being up on uh, breakfast this morning has reminded me quite how much I need coffee in my life. And that, in due course, has reminded me of something horrendous that happened at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Coffee machine at home, been broken for quite a few months. So at the weekend, I actually had the time to go out and try and buy a new coffee machine. By coffee machine, what are you talking about here? One of those little things you put a pod in? No, 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 uh, as in sort of like a, a, a tiny little barista-style one. Oh, brilliant, like froth the milk up and everything. A bit cheaper than the uh, putting the pod in as well. OK, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, looking at getting a new coffee machine, I'm in, I, I'm in John Lewis in Welling Garden City. OK. okay. That's, that's how humdrum this is. Set the scene. Trying to choose a coffee machine, normally I'm good at making choices like this, and then suddenly, next door to me, I realise a hero of mine. Jack Wilshire, ex-Arsenal, now West Ham, ex-England, sadly, for him at the moment. Ex-playing uh, football at the moment. <laughs> well, yeah, he suffers a few injuries. He does. I still love the guy. But he loves his coffee. And there he is, stood next door to me. Exactly, like, literally next door, trying to buy a coffee machine, with a toaster under his arm as well. Wow. Obviously, some kind of restocking of the, the Wilshire kitchen going on at the moment. But I lost all ability to talk, reason, work out what was the best coffee machine. Yeah. To cut a long story short, after about five minutes of umming and ahhing, I actually had to leave John Lewis without a coffee machine and without even having the the guts to try and say hello to Jack Wilshire or ask for a picture. I just bottled it completely. So the, the proximity of an idol like Wilshire actually short-circuited your ability to choose correctly with the coffee machine. They say never meet your heroes, but I can back that up. Not because they might not turn out to be the person that you're thinking they are, purely because in reality it's a horrible experience and I just fell apart. 
Did you not like to even think maybe like just all right, mate? What would you if you were going to speak to him? What would that have been like in your mind? What, what would well, the chat I started be? working it through my head, and when I heard in my head what I wanted to say, I thought you <laughs> sound like such an idiot. All right, Jack. So I'm saying, hey, Jack. I just uh, cheered, cheered you loads of times. Like, uh, I mean, where's that going to go? It just would have been awful. I'm sure you would have been fine, wouldn't he? You? Probably used to that kind of stuff. Would you like have gone in for a so. selfie? Do you reckon or not? I wanted to go in for a selfie, and then I would have hated myself for even doing that. <laughs> so did you feel in any way you've I you've, bottled it? You absolutely bottled, bottled it. it in front of the celebrity, yeah. Which, and that is probably playing on your mind quite a bit now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. If you'd have done things differently, what would you have done? Rather not have meeting him. Just the whole thing completely wiped I'd from your mind. I'd rather it didn't have happened and he was just sort of like a, fix- a fixture or match of the day. Be careful what you wish for, though. I've talked about this on Home Time before, right? And actually, the first week of our Home Time show, uh, I actually did walk up to Alex James from Blur, the bass player from Blur, Blur my idol. Uh, and I wish I never did because I just came out with this just drivel, incoherent. <laughs> I can't even remember what I said to him, but it was embarrassing. This is why I'm partially glad I never said a thing to him. Dodged the bullet. Yeah. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Dave Berry on his holiday. If this was a kind of footballing parlance, let's say Dave is competing in the African Cup of Nations <laughs> and Richie and I are here on a free transfer from Hometime. Uh, we'll stick with the footballing thing because I saw Jack Wilshire in uh, John Lewis at the weekend. He's got a nice new dual-lit toaster. What was he wearing, by the way? Uh, did he have a little flat cap on? No, he didn't have a flat cap on, just a tracksuit. Tracky bottoms. Could have, if you didn't know your football, could have been anyone from Welling Garden City. Fair enough. Uh, but he's a hero to me. He's an ex-Arsenal player. I wanted to say hello. I didn't have the guts to say hello, and I left the shop without buying anything uh, because the whole experience was so embarrassing. I love how he, just being in proximity to him scrambled your brain. It was well, that. That's what was quite embarrassing about Isn't it because I, I realised that. So share your stories, please, on the times you have bottled it with a celebrity. Eight, twelve, fifteen. This is perfect. Don't have a name for this, uh, but I guess when you're embarrassed, you don't want to admit to it. I once forgot to pay for petrol because Tim Vine was in the petrol station. I just picked up a bottle of water and left. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm just, just committing Tim... a crime as well, which we do not encourage. I said this, probably still looking for him. Uh, guys, I bought it when I met Phil Collins at his house. I went to deliver some proofs for his new album, and when he opened the door, I blurted out good day, even though neither of us are from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Unusual. Uh, uh, Jonathan, I just, I'm recoiling thinking of this story and I wasn't even there. Jonathan says, I met my hero, Martin Johnson, captain of the England 2003 Rugby Curled uh, World Cup winning team. Only words I could muster were, any chance of a cuddle. Oh. From his six foot seven height, he looked down at me and said, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's awful, isn't it? It's weird what your brain comes out with, though, when you're panicking like that. Uh, guys, I've never bottled it when seeing a celebrity, says this text. I've done what? I forced myself on them. First was John McEnroe, who was at a launch party at Hard Rock Cafe. I was completely drunk when I saw him. I marched up, said, John, shook his hand and stood silent for what felt like a lifetime. (laughs) While still shaking his hand, I then said, amazing, let go of his hand and ran off. (laughs) Best one yet. It's going to be the best so far. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. 
Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. At the weekend, I bumped into a hero of mine whilst he's buying a new toaster and a coffee machine <laughs> as well, <laughs> uh, Jack Wilshire in uh, John Lewis in Welling Garden City, but I decided not to say hello because I fell to pieces. I bottled it in front of the celebrity. I, I'm regretting it to this day. Yeah, that's the regret is the worst thing. Mm. You should have just said something to him. Put your arm around him, take a selfie. Mark Hooley says I saw Richie Firth in Tesco's in Ware. <laughs> he was perusing the cheese section. I know he hates the public, so I went to pieces and I couldn't say hello. <laughs> the effect you have on other people. All aspects of that are true. He's very approachable. <laughs> and Stu in Birmingham says, I was at a coffee shop in the Euston Railway Station last Wednesday. I was busy buying stuff on eBay using my phone, but then spotted Prunella Scales and her husband, Timothy West, sat beside me. I looked up and smiled, as you would to a stranger, but then it dawned on me who they were. I thought about saying something about them using a different mode of transport, in brackets, not canal boats, but bottled it. <laughs> I ended up finishing my tea, but missed my train. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. This is a weird bit of the show, isn't it, on breakfast, nine till ten. Never quite know what you got. <laughs> Are people, like, sat down or people still, like, stood up physically walking to where they're trying to get to? I reckon you're sat down right now, unless you're late. Well, what percentage, what percentage sat down do you reckon we've got right now, Richie? 80. 80% sat down. Glenn, what percentage sat down? I reckon about 66% and those people are just settling down into a chair with the first brew of the day. Oh, with a slight ease-out noise as they go... Yeah. Okay, well, let us know. Wouldn't you love to find out, though? Because ten calls, you'd be able to work out a percentage. We can, all we need is ten responses. Now, the only issue is you then have to accumulate the poll by the end of it, and when you read out the poll, those people might still not be sitting down or stood up. They might be like, yeah, as of seven minutes ago, I was sat down. It's but that a, was a long time ago. I'm a different person now. Legally binding, if you text in one way or the other, you have to stay that way until we've read it out. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. And we just posed the question, this weird hour between 9 and 10, never really know where you are. How many people are actually sat down and at work now? How many people have still stood up, maybe trying to get to work or haven't properly settled down yet? Uh, Richie ventured it'd be 80% sat down. I did, yes. 80% sat down ratio at this point of the day. Glenn countered that with 66.6. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to find a good two-thirds. Uh, we've asked people to text in. Uh, Richie, you're going to take the, the first 10 texts that came into the show. We've had a load, yeah. by the way. Thank you. You'll be surprised to hear this is unplanned content. It's an on-the-spot scientific experiment. Drop of the hat. Say it out loud as well what percentage you reckon is sat down right now. So I took the first 10 texts that came immediately after we opened this up. First text, late to work, driving, so obviously sat down. Sam here, I'm standing and will be all day. Good lad. Next one, standing up, eating breakfast. Weird. Maverick, uh, stood up, about to sit down, but that was from Rosie. She says she stood up. Still stood up. Stood on top of the roof building. (laughs) Uh, Marcus, with his uh, Big Mac uh, on top of a roof. Uh, Don't Lee, do it, Marcus. Uh, Lee is uh, driving and is sat down, but he says he's not texting and driving. Uh, Rob says standing up, working on his feet all day. Car body work repairers. Uh, but he dri- tells everyone about it as well. <laughs> driving to work will arrive nine thirty, but I am sat. Guys, I'm currently sitting in traffic on the way to an osteopath to fix aged hip, but sat. And the final one, I'm stood up painting. Wow. Theresa says she's driving her dog to work, but that's just too confusing to even begin to look at. So the actual figures have come out. 60% of you are stood right now. 
OK. 40% of the nation is sat. So the sat-down rating that we're after, currently 40%. So half of what you estimated... Yeah. And then, Glenn, I guess you were closest. I was closest, yeah, yeah. And also, I didn't specify. When I said I think it will be 66.6%, I didn't actually say whether or not they'll be standing or sitting. Hold he on. hasn't changed. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Thank you to everybody who has had a go at trying to guess how heavy my dad's fish was that he caught over the weekend. Just to recap, my dad, Nigel, keen angler, has been fishing for years, caught the biggest fish of his life over the weekend, so big it broke his rod. And he posted a little photo of it on his Facebook page. I've been sharing it with you guys. It's on our Facebook page right now. You've been having a guess how heavy that fish is. Uh, now, Guy Price earlier on, you said it was heavier than a newborn baby. Yes, you said it might be double the weight of a newborn baby. I would say it was at least double Rocco. So what have we got? It is. That fish was, and this is why it's cock-a-hoop, folks, and thanks to everyone who got in touch, 15 pounds, 8 ounces. That is double the weight. That is, That's isn't it? That's incredible. So if you got that right, well done. You have an impeccable ability to judge the weight of animals. How does a rod pick up two babies out of a, a river? It's very bendy. Very bendy rod. But he broke, he broke the one that I bought him for Christmas, so he's in for a new rod. Congratulations. It's the podcast. 